Treat mom to healthy, glowing skin with Osea's limited edition skincare sets. Osea has been making clean, seaweed-infused products for nearly 30 years. Their Golden Glow body set includes three clinically proven bestsellers for smooth, glowing skin. While the Glow and Go facial set provides spa-level results at home. Both sets come in giftable boxes with savings up to $48 and free shipping for a limited time. For 10% off your first order site-wide, go to oseamalibu.com and use code MOM. Welcome to Britain is a Nation of... The podcast where we explore British behaviour by unpacking statistics to understand the little differences and similarities between us all. I'm Stuart Henderson, Head of News at Yahoo UK. I'm Matilda Long, Journalist at Yahoo UK. And I'm Victoria Valdez, Data Journalist at YouGov. This week, we are discussing statistics around the theme of personal hygiene, from how frequently we shower and wash our hands to how often we brush our teeth. And to help us pass judgment on Britain as a nation, we are joined by special guest Dr. Daniel Atkinson, clinical director at Treated.com, the online consultation and prescription service. Hi. So I'm going to start by asking everyone, how often do you brush your teeth? Stuart? Twice a day. Mornings and evenings. How long for? Uh, two minutes is is what I've been told mm-hmm. authoritatively by my wife that I meant to <laughs> brush it for two minutes. Okay, Victoria? I, uh, twice a day as well, but I don't know if I, I make the two-minute mark. When we were kids, we used to have this like stick-on ma- uh, what they called sand timer on our mirror, which oh. was like a two-minute timer. And ever since I don't have that anymore, I've just lost all sense of structure. And I, think, <laughs> and I brush for a little while and then I stop when I'm bored. Okay, Daniel. <laughs> twice a day, sometimes more, but usually twice. Because hmm. I think that's the advice that we all hear hundreds and hundreds of times when we're children, brush twice a day for two minutes. But actually, a surprising amount of people are ignoring this advice. A third of Brits only brush their teeth once a day, which is quite a high number, no, I, I think. That, I was quite surprised. I think that's disgusting. I, <laughs> I'm very surprised by that. It's significantly higher because, yeah. it, you're right, it's absolutely drummed in to you when you're growing up it's I think so too. and it's the fear you know that and if you don't it's the fear of the dentist if you don't and yeah i mean that's you know as mentioned before i've got an 8 year old and a 5 year old and i'd say teeth brushing time is is the most militant i get <laughs> sacred time <laughs> in, okay. to, to the extent of I, I have time on my phone do you and if they stop brushing i stop the timer Ooh, oh wow. okay that's pretty strict yeah, maybe pretty i should strict. do that in, in place of my sand timer thing okay. yeah. well i've got a toothbrush that times it for me and it Check beeps at me when i need to move to a different area of my mouth oh Very my god <laughs> wait how often does it beep every 30 seconds right mm. <laughs> I've the nhs guidance is... says that um you should dress brush once a plus one other time so they're definitely at I night and then um at some other time and there's all kind of debate about whether to do it before meals or after meals mm-hmm. um but it doesn't specify them it doesn't say in the survey how often or when what time people are brushing their teeth really? so the people who brush once a day they mainly brush in the morning which is not what the nhs advises they say that you should <laughs> always all wrong <laughs> <laughs> always brush just before you go to bed um, so actually only 59% of people in Britain follow the twice a day standard. 8% brush their teeth three times or more. 2% say they never brush their teeth. And that's the really shocking statistic, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That, so it doesn't seem that high. That's, that's two that's, out of 100. That's there, more than a million people. That in context, yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah, I, never, I thought that was... Never. They said they never brush <laughs> their teeth. Understand. So when I'm um, 
communicating to my children the importance <laughs> of uh, brushing their teeth. I use like the old, if you don't brush your teeth, then your gums will bleed and stuff. Mm. What do we know, like the lag time between like these people who aren't brushing their teeth? <laughs> at what point do they their teeth start falling out? Like what happens? Like, I don't know. So uh, Daniel, are some people, do they have a propensity towards bad health and they can get away with not brushing their teeth? Well, first of all, I'm not a dentist, so okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just a kind of general yeah. advice that I can give. Um, but if you're eating lots of sugary drinks um, mm. and sugary foods, but particularly if you're doing it frequently through the day, that seems to be the thing that is worst for your teeth. If you're just having oh. sugary foods with your dinner, then it's not so bad as having fizzy drinks kind of two or three times in between meals. Mm. That's what seems to be the thing that causes most of the problems. Oh, so no snacking. Oh, dear. <laughs> and it's gum disease and tooth decay that are kind of the... The, the things that will happen if you don't brush your mm-hmm. teeth. Um, but there's also things like bad breath um, and also just kind of looking good. I think that's probably what Britons um, are famous for in some parts of the world, having yeah. bad teeth. Really? And this yeah. is perhaps <laughs> where it's come from. Why, why is the night? Do you know why the night time is better than the morning? Because you've got a long time after then that you're not eating. So you've got a good time. Oh, um, okay. when you, all that, the good work in your toothpaste can do some work repairing the enamel. Because and... I've always found it weird that we brush at night and then don't do anything and then, and then literally the next morning, thing I yeah. do is brush my teeth yeah, I've literally never understood that it makes no sense well that's not the that's not the NHS guidance as Daniel well. mentioned the guidance is brush your teeth before you go to bed and then at some other point during the day it doesn't say doesn't say well, presumably it's because is it something that people would find weird if you went into the like work bathroom and someone was just brushing their teeth at like 2pm I, I feel people like people do that here yeah but see you said it in that voice like it's a bit odd yeah, to I do, do which is it shouldn't be right but it mm. is it's like it seems like a very private thing to do that we seem to think you'll only do in your I wonder if something house. about spitting in the sink and yeah. It's a shared yeah. sink, but it's not your family. That's so true. Perhaps part of that. <laughs> yeah. It's less the brushing side and more the spitting side <laughs> that we have an issue with. Well, you mentioned the, the sugar issue, Daniel. Uh, so new figures released in December 2018 found that in the past year, there were more than 45,000 hospital operations to remove teeth from teenagers and children. And they had to go to hospital because the tooth decay from eating sugar was so bad, they had to have a general anaesthetic. It's really shocking, isn't it? I mean, and that's... Yes, it's the children's fault, but it's really us as parents mm. that we're responsible, aren't we? It's, it's our fault if our kids are going to hospital and having their teeth out. It's mm-hmm. a real shame. And I wonder if that's access to dentists that's causing that and people Possibly. either can't get in or can't afford it or there's I just other that. dentists around. I, I suspect it's an affordability issue more than anything else. And, and parents are much more time poor and it seems like a real effort to go to the dentist. Like, it's not an easy thing. Mm. Um and it's, there's literally no reward. Like the best possible outcome is <laughs> the same as last time. Yeah. Um, and but it's, it, I guess, with children as well, it's it's more hassle. There's there's fewer hours in the day. Mm. It's and it's it is pretty bad. I'd be interested to know if um, there's an issue about people taking mm. time off work. Like if people took time off work to go to the dentist, is that an okay thing to do? It, it should mm. be. It yeah. Absolutely should be. But it's not seen as an emergency. I don't think point. it's an emergency. Unless your teeth is already falling. It's something that perhaps you should fit around your work and. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Going when you haven't got a problem, where you know, often you go to the doctor because there's something yes. going on. Whereas going to the dentist, perhaps you ought to go every six months. And mm-hmm. if there's no, you haven't got a toothache, you wonder, oh, I'll do it next week, next week. So I mentioned the uh, hospital operations. Are we putting ourselves at risk of illness by not brushing our teeth? Definitely. Um, so brushing your teeth will help prevent um, gum disease and tooth decay. And it's the gum disease that seems to 
be the mm-hmm. thing that will affect your health. So people that have gum disease are more likely to have heart problems and more likely to have really? other kind of chronic conditions. Oh, it seems to that. kind of put your body's inflammatory response on alert. Um, and we don't know the mechanism of why that happens. So is that causal or is that just the people who don't look after their teeth are unlikely like to be, look after the rest of their body? If you don't look after <laughs> the rest right. of you, you're likely to get those things. But there is some, there's something a bit more than that um, in that mm. poor oral hygiene mm-hmm. will lead to more kind of other diseases. I did not know that. I didn't know Mm. that at all. One thing I do know, (laughs) moving it on uh, to my survey, is uh, whether or not I wash my hands after I go to the toilet. Okay. (laughs) So my question to the room is related to that, but not very specifically to that, which is, do you wash your hands? Do you always wash your hands before eating? I don't think I do. No. Do you ever? (laughs) <laughs> it depends what I've been doing. Mm-hmm. If I've been if I've been doing something where I think my hands will actually be dirty, then I would. I quite often wash my hands after I've um, after I've travelled to and from work because I'm oh, really? a bit spooked by germs on the tube. Okay, <laughs> Victoria. I think I'm probably a lot more likely to do it if I'm at someone's house, which is funny because it's clearly just me trying to look like I'm really <laughs> hygiene conscious. Uh, no, it's the same as Matilda. I wouldn't if I actively was... So if I, so for example, I cycle to work and cycle home and similarly, I'll, I'll wash my hands then before I eat. But it's not it's not an automatic mechanism, put it that way. Daniel. Um, I've washed my hands a lot more since becoming a dad. And okay. I think that's yep. just because there's kids around and being a good example. But mm. also when you're preparing food, you're just conscious of, well, what else is going on? <laughs> yeah. um, and perhaps we look after our children more than we look after ourselves, especially when they're little. <laughs> yes, completely concur with that. I, I rarely do. And then and we don't force our children to either. Force. We don't encourage our children <laughs> to either. And then when I'm at someone else's house and they are quite hot on that, I always feel like a slightly worse parent than Ooh, I did yeah. the minute before that conversation. <laughs> and because I'm always like, yes, Johnny... Wash your hands and go, yeah, yeah, my kids too. You do that, you do that as well. <laughs> that, that hard and fast rule. <laughs> but you never normally are shut up. Um, so the YouGov Omnibus poll that I was looking at um, is related to this, uh, which is asking how often Brits wash their hands after using the toilet. Oh, God. I'm terrified about what the And I would suggest the standout statistic in this was one in six male workers... So they say so they don't always wash their hands after having a poo at work. <laughs> it's disgusting. I'm going to repeat that. God. One in six men at work don't always wash their hands after having a poo. <laughs> oh, my God. So uh, just to read out some of the highlights of this, it's, I'm terrified by this. But anyway, okay. So I'd say, there's, interestingly, there's a difference. There seems to be a psychological difference for men. This is essentially all going to be about men. Uh, a psychological <laughs> difference in whether they're standing or sitting. So they're more likely to wash their hands after they sit down to do a wee rather than standing up to do a wee, which seems counterintuitive okay. anyway, but <laughs> all of it's counterintuitive. Um, <laughs> there is no logic in the world of this survey. So, so, yeah, one in five men don't always wash their hands after having to put at home. Um, <laughs> women, the, uh, the having to put at work, it's one in ten don't always... Wash their hands after having a poo at work. Also quite high. That's still like at least a couple of people in every office, you know? Yeah. <laughs> what I'd like to ask Daniel is, what are the problems associated with this? Obviously, it's, obviously <laughs> I mean... it's dirty. I mean, obviously it's dirty, but is it that big much of a big deal? Like, Well, it's we... probably what happens next, isn't it? What they yeah. touch next, which is probably the tap. 
Um, well, not the tap, obviously. Oh, yeah. It's <laughs> the, the door, door handle. handle. The door handle yeah. And then it's the shared keyboard and the hot desks and oh. all those things that you well, touch, the, that everyone the, else touches. We have a canteen at work, so and obviously all the knives and forks are together, so people will plunge their hand into the knife, <laughs> pick plunge out a knife, their then, hand. pick out a fork, <laughs> and take their poo-filled hands oh. out. Um, I mean, but so what's what can happen if there's you know there's some poo on someone else's hand and it gets on my keyboard like. <laughs> So my, You're getting sick. So, what? so there's lots of bacteria in poo, and the <laughs> the, the the key one is E. coli, um, and that's something that uh, we probably come into contact with lots. And for healthy people, it's not it's not nice, but it's mm-hmm. probably not a big deal. Um, but for your elderly parents or your very young children or people that have got um, other illnesses, it's not great for them at all because it can cause illness. Lots of uh, diarrhea and sickness is caused by E. coli. Um, some urinary tract infections caused by that. So it's just not a nice thing. And for a nation of people who call ourselves polite, (laughs) it's just not a very polite thing to not do, is it? But I guess what I want to go on to is like, um, are we becoming a bit too um, obsessed with um, hygiene and washing our hands and stuff like that? Because you're absolutely right. Of course course people should be washing their hands, right? That obviously Mm -hmm. makes sense. But then what do people do after they've washed their hands? They dry their hands in their hand dryer. And there was a fascinating study uh, that was released uh, earlier this year in April, uh, which revealed that actually uh, washing your hands by paper towels makes mar- far more sense because uh, a new study had suggested that um, plates exposed to just 30 seconds of a hand dryer basically got loads of poo on your hands. This fe- the feces, the sort of feces, pup bacteria are sort of floating around in a bathroom. And the way hand dryers work is they, they will suck in the feces, bacteria, and then when you, when you turn it back on, you put your hands in, it just blasts it out onto your hands again. Oh, that's um, disgusting. This day, that a... blows away all the things that you think yeah. about hand dryers, which you think, I'm not touching, not touching anything, yeah. and so it's going to be lovely and clean. Well, in 2010, there was another study um, that was done by the University of Bradford, uh, and they looked at uh, drying your hands with paper towels and drying your hands with um, uh, uh, hand dryers where you just leave it, and then hand dryers where you... Do that thing with your hands when you when you pointlessly do that to it, <laughs> it's you so feel funny. like it might. Stuart's sort of rubbing his hands rub, together yeah. in a slightly strange way. <laughs> <Your hands laughs> by the it. way, and, and but and it was it made far more sensible to uh, dry your hands using a paper towel. Okay. Uh, because otherwise, yeah, the hand dryer is just going to fire poo all over your hands. <laughs> so um, my question is, <laughs> can we get question. to a stage where we are too worried about being clean? Probably yes, but we certainly should be washing our hands a lot more after we go to the toilet um, as a nation. We'll certainly be washing our babies a bit too often, but that's just general kind of um, how often we wash our kids. Mm -hmm. Um, Babies get washed every day and have more eczema and more dry skin. Um, But that's not to say we should stop washing our hands. Do you know what I find really interesting about this as well? It's funny that so many of us so regularly would just be like, oh, it's fine and walk out if no one was watching. But if there was someone there, I'm just, I'm sure we wouldn't do the same thing. Yes, you know? Well, we also know how clean we are compared to the taps that we're about to touch to wash our hands. Mm. And I know that mm. if I've just got out of the shower and gone to have a wee, actually, the tap's probably a lot dirtier. That's yeah. true. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> I remember I used to work, I worked at the, at the Olympics in 2012 in the catering department and we had a half hour session on how to wash your hands. It was a six step process and one of those steps was taking a paper towel, 
to touch the tap because of exactly that. And they're saying there's just literally no point. It's going to be a vicious circle if you keep touching the tap oh, after wow. washing your hands to switch it off. But where does that end up? No surgeons wash their hands for three minutes before they go in to do an operation. And, you know, I can't see us standing there for three minutes. There's some some more research that shows that um, actually after two minutes, your hands are just as clean as after three. And that could save the NHS an awful lot of time. (laughs) Millions of nurses and surgeons out there could save a minute of hand washing for every time you go to theatre. I'm reliably informed that women uh, often hover over a public seat when they go for a wee. Is that... Is that going to help them? Like, it just feels like there's so <laughs> many ways that we get bacteria. I've, I don't know. I feel like we're a little bit too the hazards of public toilets. Mm. Yeah, like we're just I think just they're probably going to do more harm in terms of um, straining and holding and how their pelvic floor is by hovering than they are by saving. Um, Right, okay. Although in China, people just crouch right over the public toilets. Mm. And that's it's supposed to be, as far See, as I know, That's very good because yeah. the position your hips and your knees are in is really helpful, especially for opening your bowels. Yeah, but okay. when you're hovering over a seat, a traditional kind of Western European seat, <laughs> it's not great for a pelvic floor. Oh, no. I remember that from French camping sites growing up. <laughs> <laughs> they were not pleasant. It's a bit horrifying. It is also quite funny if you go to like Western restaurants in China, then they will sometimes have sun and they have Western toilets, which are very, very unusual usual there mm. there'll be signs that say do not don't stand on, them. Yeah. on the toilet because otherwise people will just stand on the seat and then still crouch in the same position which really would be medically uh, approved so they should take the signs down so i think people <laughs> are increasingly using antibacterial hand sanitizer mm. and i sort of you hear these rumors these kind of i think probably a bit apocryphal stories that if you use that too much then your it affects can affect your immune system and it can mean that you actually get sick or more have more propensity to getting sick is there any truth in that well if you ever use those hand sanitizers more than three or four times in a row mm. you'll know that horrible. kind of clammy yeah. sticky horrible kind of sensation so i don't understand the people that can do that yeah. <laughs> um, alcohol hand rubs are probably better than hand washing um in terms of hygiene and health on a normal hospital ward for general kind of hand cleaning mm-hmm. um and the advice is that you to use a hand rub 10 times and on the 10th time you wash your hands probably in the sink. I don't know okay. anybody that goes 10 times using alcohol. I don't know. I feel like the alcohol ones I also really associate with the smell of a hospital, which if you don't work in one, you then associate with emergencies Being and you Ill, don't like. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so I don't do that so much. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. 
Well, moving on to the topic of whether you can be too hygienic, <laughs> my survey is about how often Brits have a bath or a shower. And it turns out that, as per dermatological advice, Brits shower too much. So 70% of us shower at least four to six times a week. So half of Brits shower once a day, mm-hmm. uh, and then another 20% shower uh, four to six times a week, another 20% shower two to three times a week. And then you have always <laughs> the poor people at the end of the of the row who, who, who get a bit more judgment. One in 25 men and one in 30 women shower just once a week. And one in 100, so 1% of Brits shower just once a month. Wow. So 4% of men are showering once a week. Uh, that seems phenomenally dirty. 4%, yeah, again, that's million, That's millions of people that in Britain. a lot of people. It is interesting that, you know, contrary to, we've, we've spoken in previous episodes as well about how men aren't coming off great <laughs> in a lot of these surveys. <laughs> men are doing okay here just in terms of being equally as gross as women. So okay. men and women really aren't that different, uh, almost exactly the same. It's young people who are less likely to shower with 18 to 24 year olds being double as likely as the rest of the population to shower just once a week. Um, and Londoners are the most shower obsessive region with nearly 70% shower at least once a day that's because we've got i mean seriously i think that's because we have to wash all the pollution off yeah i think it's noticeable Mm. when you're not in london having been in london you just feel gross Mm. (laughs) i i'm really surprised that it's only um uh once every two or three days i'm very much a shower every day uh kind of guy Mm. it's a kind of routine isn't it it's part of my waking up routine is having a shower but um it's probably not necessary. Mm-hmm. And and we've probably only been doing it since it became convenient to have a bathroom in your house. And um, actually once or twice a week is probably enough, as long as you're washing below the belt and <laughs> on your face. Yeah, there is some quite interesting stuff about like the history of showers and the history of baths. Uh, ancient Greeks were the first to have showers uh, in that they had aqueducts and sewage systems which allowed water to be pumped in and out of a room rather than carried. So previously, like upper classes would have oh. servants who would come in with jugs and you know throw water over them. Um, but after that, they, they started having systems where it was possible to have the water being pumped in and out. Um, but the, the funny thing I found in uh, in looking into this a bit is the kind of change in the public mindset as to whether you are cleaner or dirtier if you shower all the time. So apparently in the 1300s when the bubonic plague was you know, around, people had this theory that if you were dirty, then your pores were not as open and so the bacteria couldn't get in. And so they actually didn't shower as much because they thought they were closing off the open pores oh, right. uh, and thereby protecting themselves from getting the plague, which is kind <laughs> of interesting. But if you relate that to now, this idea that if you shower too much, you do expose yourself more to infection, right? So they may, maybe weren't entirely wrong. Um, not entirely, except that the plague comes from rats. But the whole thing of having um, your skin more exposed to infection and damage mm. is mm. probably right, actually, because we're washing away a lot of the oils and what I said earlier about babies and showers. Actually, that, that yeah. protective layer is really kind of nature's given us a, a way of protecting ourselves from disease and mm. um, infection. Um, and we're probably washing some of that. And it's just for social reasons, isn't it? It's not because so. you can see dirt all over us, but, you know, we like to smell nice. and mm. But so this is an interesting thing and kind of uh, relates to what we've spoken about before. Do you feel that there are things where we are kind of overcompensating and thereby actually undermining our own immune system by trying to kind of clean everything away? Certainly, we've got this kind of thing in our heads about everything must be clean all the time. And actually, the less of those kind of pathogens, the dirt out there that we expose ourselves to, the less defense we build up and therefore we're perhaps a bit more vulnerable. Mm. Are there any obvious mistakes? Other sort of other obvious mistakes people make that you just think, why are they bothering? Like, do we like, for example, do we need to dust the house every 
once a week. I assume you do, but I don't really know. <laughs> You're trying to get out of it. <laughs> not really. In terms of health, um, like if you if you're not cleaning up, then stuff's going to build up. Mm. Um, and I don't know. Maybe it's more about hazards that are left around <laughs> and kind of slipping on the kitchen floor is more of a health hazard than actually <laughs> the fact that there's a banana skin there. Okay. The other thing that I do think is important, though, is that we do have, you know, at least that one in a hundred who who said, what was it, once a month or never? Yeah, there you go. One in a hundred shower just once a month and one in 25 men and one in 30 women shower just once a week, uh, which also obviously isn't great in that, you know, letting too much oil gather on your face, for example, could give you spots or you'll irritate your skin, et cetera, et cetera. So have any of you ever encountered a situation where there was someone who you felt needed to shower Ooh. more? <laughs> and how do you handle that I situation? I haven't. I can definitely remember my dad sort of going back to the teeth brushing one after I'd been out the night before and mm. being at the breakfast table the next day and him, te- him telling me my breath smelled bad from because I had brushed my teeth as well, but I think I'd rushed it and stuff like that. <laughs> and, I, and I and I must have been seventeen or eighteen, and I can still remember that feeling of horror, absolute <laughs> proper shame. Yeah, mm. it's, it's felt like a really personal attack. Mm. I could never tell anyone they smelt. I don't no, think. no. I don't think I would be able to either. I think I kind of. Not that people tell me that I smell, but I don't wash my hair very often. And I think some people find that quite weird. I only wash my hair about once a week. See, this is an interesting thing because I was reading a lot into that as well. And that there's a whole movement of people who think that we definitely don't need to wash our hair anywhere as much as we do. And some people who completely, that's called the no poo movement, which I, I really enjoy. There's a website which says, share your no poo story. <laughs> this could really be misinterpreted. <laughs> it really could. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I don't use shampoo and I, wash, I don't wash my hair very often. Oh, wait, do you never use shampoo? No. Oh, you're one of the no-poo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, if you have curly hair, it's, uh, <laughs> it's good oh, for your hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why? Well, because um, so you, so curly hair is a huge your... pain and mm-hmm. it doesn't go as frizzy if you don't use shampoo because it strips out your natural oils. And if you have curly hair, it doesn't really get greasy because it's tended to be a bit more dry. So there's the thing about... Apparently. There's the thing mm-hmm. about, like, you have to commit to it for a certain period of time yeah, for it to work. Is that... Yeah. Like that just sounds. That's a kind of myth that I think. Well, not sort of mm. myth, but it's it's a story I've heard. You know, if you've been washing your hair every day for years, mm. you go through two or three weeks where it's awful, and then it's fine. Mm. I don't know. I don't. I don't remember rubbish. a kind of teething period. Of so, do you just use water <laughs> and conditioner? Ah, okay. Yeah, yeah, What's the hang on a minute? Why conditioner, not shampoo? <laughs> well, shampoo is meant to kind of cleanse, but if you use it, if you use it, then it stops your hair producing oils that cleans itself. But conditioner kind of stops it from being dry and frizzy. I basically, I'm not, I'm not being funny here, I just basically thought conditioner was just like a marketing gimmick. No to, way! <laughs> so well, you need something else after you shampoo oh, it. People who don't have curly hair don't understand what it's like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're saying we wouldn't highlight it if someone stank. What about you? What would be your line on this? <laughs> I've you? certainly encountered situations where it's been awkward. Yeah. Um, and there are people who have asked me to, like, patients who have asked me, or patients' families have said, do you think you could mention something about? Um, really? And actually, that's it's really awkward because you you develop a kind of a trust relationship with your mm, patients. Mm. And if that's not really the health issue, then probably it's not my place to, to do that. Yeah. But um, it's something we really struggle with. And in the workplace, we've had it. And um, when we were in a partnership, we discussed, you know, who's, who's going to be the person that's going to say to her, yeah. she really needs to do that. The thing about this is that I I think it's obviously much easier said than done, but doesn't it get worse and worse the more you don't say anything? Also in terms of if I were that person, I think I would personally be more humiliated to know that there had been a whole conversation about who was going to talk to me than if someone 
just said. Do you know what I mean? Like, That's true. And it, it's always a bit like if someone's got something in their teeth, you know, like, you know, <laughs> like it's embarrassing in the moment, but you'd rather that you just knew. Crack on like, and do it straight away. Yeah. Mm. I, I suppose you're always kind of thinking, well, maybe it's one off. Maybe mm. this, maybe they, the shower's not working at home or, and then suddenly it's three or four weeks down the line or three or four months down the mm. line. And, Would you think that could be a possible sign of depression or mental health if someone's not taking care of their hygiene? These are certainly the things that you think about as a doctor. What else is going on? Is it just Mm. the fact that they are forgetting or Mm. is there more to do? It's looking after and taking care. Mm. Um, And certainly that's what I think when people come in with those issues um, to see me as a doctor. But um, it's hard when it's a colleague. (laughs) Is is there like, um, because I remember there was a period um, when I got a new job quite a few years ago. and at the start, I weirdly, I, I could smell a difference and I felt I smelled differently and, and I thought I had like a smell problem. What? And you got a new job so you smelled different? Yeah, no, I, no, but seriously, like, what? Um, so I, I don't know if it was stress or something like that, but I definitely became slightly smellier or my smelled differently. Wow. So I thought, and my wife, and I spoke to my wife about it and she said, yeah, 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 because she raised it with me and said, I think, you know, there's something a bit weird about oh how you smell. Can, is the, is there, are there any sort of physiological or hormonal things that can impact how you smell? Well, surely if you're more um, stressed, you'll be sweating a bit more. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, maybe it's something simple like you were just sat in a hot part of the office or there wasn't air conditioning or there was air conditioning and your body's reacting differently to it. Or sometimes it's food, you know, you, a new workplace and you're getting breakfast at a different place every day. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's likely to be a kind of stress and, and reaction to difference and reaction to change. And it's what it itself out, I hope. <laughs> I've never noticed you being smelly, Stuart. <laughs> it's one of the You're nicest welcome. things anyone's ever said to me. So I'll take it. So, what are we a nation of this week? I was quite shocked by a lot of these numbers, especially people who don't wash their hands after going to the toilet. So, smelly oh, and dirtier than we like to think we are, I think. But also, shower but, obsessives. But the shower obsessive just tells me that we're misinformed, but we're sort of deliberately so. It feels like we make the choices for the wrong reasons. Like it's to, I think to, we to, so, to, it's to fit in socially. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I can cope with someone that doesn't smell quite so nice, but they pass on to me. They've used my, the keyboard before I did, and they didn't wash their hands. <laughs> oh, mm. yeah. I hate the thoughts. And it probably happens more than we think. That's really scary. <laughs> selfish. <laughs> that's true I think you think that's less dirty about making other people dirty yeah selfish selfish clean freaks but but we're not clean that's the thing we're absolutely <laughs> horrible and disgusting human beings um. okay selfish dirty freaks <laughs> that sounds like a band name yeah sounds quite cool sounds like a rock band thanks for making it all the way to the end of Britain is a nation of how can they get in touch Matilda you can follow us on Twitter at Yahoo News UK or you can find us on Facebook under Yahoo UK and Ireland or email us on Yahoo News UK at oath.com. And join us again for another deep dive into very British behaviours. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.